Coming up, journaling, text threads, workout mirrors, and meal delivery kits. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to Four Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. We're a week into the new year, and with it comes a time for new beginnings, reassessments, and fresh starts. But for us here at Four Against, our work never stops. From the exotic to the mundane, the concrete to the abstract, no topic is safe from our narrow-minded and uninformed judgment. With me to sort the pros from the cons are Michael Wine and Pat Lothian and Robbie Silver. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, how are we doing? We are doing pretty well. Michael Winant, I need you to share screen privileges with me. Oh, exciting. Woohoo! <laughs> Starting the new year off right. That's right, because coming up right now, uh, we are going to hear uh, uh, from our friend of the show, Jem Swallow. Uh, she has a podcast of her own, if you don't remember from last uh, week, and we think that you should check her out. She is doing the same for us uh, for us on her show, and actually this past week, she had like a five to ten minute segment uh, where she was just talking about us. And I it was, was awesome. blushing the whole time. I heard she- my name spoken uh, in an accent that was unfamiliar to me and it was charming and it was lovely and I enjoyed every minute of it. But she doesn't think she has an accent, which I find amazing because she has well, neither the best do you. accent. I don't have an accent at all. Of course not. <laughs> of course. Yes. All right. Um, well, w- without further ado, I want to play uh, a brief clip uh, from her show. Here we go. Here is Jen Swallow. Cracky Gems podcast is a lifestyle podcast where I talk about conversation, current events, and curiosities. Join me, Gems for Life, Thursdays here at Cracky Gems podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Cracky Gems podcast is a lifestyle. <laughs> What's happening? Let <laughs> me try that again. It was on a loop. And yeah, that's good. Are you trying that's to make up for how much you talked about us? You're just going to play it over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Pat, I'm going to leave it up to you to decide whether or not we need to clip that from the show in the final edits. Do I need to fix that? Do it again? <laughs> no, nah, I'm keeping this too. All right. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, let's keep it moving, Mike. Here. <laughs> I should really read the copy before uh, before we go live to the recording. Um, okay, boys, let's, let's hear how your uh, years have started out. Um, anyone fall off those resolution uh, wagons already? Let's start with you, Robbie. Oh, resolutions. Uh, well, I've been meditating every day, which has been great. One of the things I wanted to do. Um, I plan to start working out when I get to Texas. I, I've ordered the uh, elliptical machine. I bought a, a really cheap elliptical machine. So I had that delivered Not to the elliptical 3C. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, riding all around your neighborhood, whining. Nice. Um, the other part of my resolution was not watching cable news it's been really hard the last couple days guys today for posterity was a day we'll just put leave it at that it was a day so i'm I'm, it's historic i'm one for three right now but i'll be three for three soon thank thank you robbie uh michael how are we doing on your i believe it was a reflective practice that you intended to uh implement how's it going it was um you know uh i said i would uh do something that was uh, productive either mentally, physically, emotionally, professionally. 
uh, or something else, I forget. But uh, the, because it's in COVID times and you can't really do all that much, uh, the physical one has actually been the easiest. So I know it was your resolution, but I have worked out every single day in 2021. Nice, <laughs> I know we're nice. only about 1% of the year in and that won't continue, <laughs> but uh, it's nice to say that out loud. All right. Very cool. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I too have uh, worked out every single day this entire year, um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I, again, as a reminder, I'm trying to build it into my morning routine. And I feel like uh, every day I, I've been approaching it like, this is what I do now. And not like I need to work out, but it's just, it's something that I've uh, you know incorporated into my routine. Um, I think what, six for six so far. And uh, I'm feeling good about it. So uh, that's my update. Pat? Yeah, we're like 1.5%. Yes. <laughs> I have not worked out one day, but I have talked several <laughs> <Ever>. days. <laughs> since that time you ran two miles. And yeah, and ever since then, I knew it wasn't for me. <laughs> I choose not to run. <laughs> um, we have talked about walking the dog several times this year. So... Got that Talked about it, <laughs> um, but that was not my resolution. So it doesn't matter. I thought about adding some physical thing in there, but I f- always feel like if you try to do too many things at once that you then do none of them. Um, my resolution so far was very easy because a lot of the things are like timed out. So all I had to do is on Monday, write the things I wanted to do this week. And I did that. So I am <laughs> on my wagon. All right. All right. That's great. Well, it's now time to play for against one of us will present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss and argue about it. And then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. Uh, this week, I'm going to present our first topic. Um, and this kind of relates to um, New Year's resolutions. Perhaps it may. Um, I'm curious to know if you gentlemen are for or against journaling. I know that we've sort of tangentially talked about it a little bit. Uh, if you are for journaling, I'm curious to know what your journaling practice is. And then also, uh, what is your journal of choice and pen or pencil, or in Pat's case, crayon of choice? That was a, a joke. Come Let's start out. with Pat. <laughs> Pat uh, it's just, it's really li- mean because we're going to pick on Pat more in the show. So <laughs> just to start right off the bat, it's just. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. Take that out of the you're- show. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, um, uh, do you have a journaling practice yeah. before against journaling? I'm going to just say I'm against journaling for myself. And it's just because I don't like to do it. <laughs> um, like the, uh, the idea of like writing my thoughts down or writing stories about the day or whatever, it doesn't do anything for me, but I do like taking notes. So I do often have or always have some sort of notebook that I have with me where I'm taking notes from uh, books that I am reading or videos that I'm watching, like tutorials, that kind of thing. Or See, just plans I, Pat, I want to I want to interrupt if I can for a second, because to me, that's journaling. It's not journaling. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> what, what is, is that journaling? journaling? Like journaling to me, I, I see as like, I'm going to sit down to write. Okay. And whatever so, that is about. Yeah. Journaling is more like self-reflection, I think. Okay. Well, I guess then we're going to have an argument about what the definition of journaling is because <laughs> I, 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 to me, that's, that is definitely a version of journaling, but I, I have a, a broader journaling, definition. I'm with you, Mike. Journaling is thoughts to paper. That's what I do. Yeah. It's, it's writing in a journal, <laughs> like <laughs> any writing in a journal <laughs> like is, is journaling to me. 
and uh, I, I'm going to come back to you, Pat, in a second, because I want to I want to hear you said that so you're against mean. like writing in a diary. And OK, that's fine. But actually, no, we're going to stick with you. Tell us more about the notes taking <laughs> that you do. We're going back. We're going back. Tell us more about your notes. We'll taking. live. Uh, <laughs> you can't make the same joke twice, Robbie. <laughs> I can because you laughed, so it worked. Um, Just make so, sure you do it a third or fourth time later yeah. in the episode. Yeah, my biggest issue I have with journaling, um, I did quote marks if you could not see through the uh, audio <laughs> waves, <laughs> um, is when I am taking notes on like plans or whatnot, I rarely go back. So like, it, I know that it is a good way. Like when you write something down, you remember it better. So that is helpful. But a lot of times I'm like writing ideas down and you have to go back to those ideas to have them be useful. So I need to get better at that for sure. Um, so I like the idea of, I've had books in the past where like in the front of it, there was, you can write down um, like what page number had what content. So you can then jump around. Did to you say different- table of contest? I, I flubbed the word contents. We have to call out. It's all... pronounced Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was a, it was a technical error. It was the microphone. It wasn't me. <laughs> so to finish off your your a few your few questions, yeah. I do like a moleskin, but usually to go in the theme of Patrick, they're too pricey for me. So I like to find like a cheaper version of a moleskin somewhere. <laughs> find one of the trash. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> And then the pen the is the side of receipts. <laughs> and Still McFadden, in the bank. you you like a. I know that you like different notebooks and stuff. So I was excited. You have a couple links in here to see the tools that you use. And um, two links. I, I was the expect- notebook of the pen. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting something like really fancy, but it's just uh, it's a very simple notebook and a simple pen, which is perfectly fine. But I was a little disappointed. I thought I was going <laughs> to see something very cool. All right. Well. Thank you, Patrick. Even though you said you're against, I think you're actually for. You're for by my <laughs> definition. Robbie, let's okay. go to you. Do you have uh, a journaling practice? Well, I know you're into meditating. Yeah, it's funny because I'm, I, maybe I do. You guys tell me if I have a journaling practice. I feel similarly to Pat that I don't feel like I'm going to sit there and write. Uh, but I also do think self-reflection is important. I do have a note section on my phone where if there's something more about self-reflection that I want to remember, like uh, a way to live or something about my life that I thought I've done well that I want to repeat in the future. I actually have a section where I write those notes down. It's very short. It's very short. (laughs) No, it's actually gotten long because I've I've been doing it for several years now. And I don't know what the outcome of that's going to be. I I have this vision that it's going to turn into like a sort of longer book. Yeah, yeah. You, on, on the show journal, Modern, maybe. On, <laughs> journal, exactly. on the show Modern Family, the dad Phil has his own book called Philosophies. It's like all his nuggets of wisdom that he puts into a book, and it's so corny and dumb. But I feel like that's what I'm working towards, that I'm gonna hand down to my children one day so they can cringe when they read it. <laughs> I think but, I think that might count as a journaling practice. I think it does. Yeah. So actually, yeah. so so I think that kind of is I. I'm actually disappointed that it's on my phone because it takes away some of the charm of it tactile because on, sense. yeah, there's a tactile thing. I, I like actually McFadden that you have a link to your pretty plain notebook and your plain, but nice pen. I think there's something to that. And even I was going through some old notebooks just a couple days ago that I found in my parents' house. And there was one mo- notebook that I found 
handwriting from me from about seven years ago. And it was when Columbia Records called me on the phone and offered me the job and explained what they were offering and just like what they were looking for. And I have my own handwritten notes of like, hey, here's what the job is. Here's what the offer is. And like, here were my questions I wrote down to ask them. And it was really cool for me to see my own handwriting, thinking about what was on my mind at that point in my life. And I'm actually going to keep that notebook or at least that page, because I think it's kind of cool to see that that handwritten element of it. So I I'm for it. I wish I kind of wish I'm doing more of that in handwriting now, because I think in seven years from now, I'll look back on that and think, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, well, sit tight because I think I have something that's going to add add to uh, what what you're thinking about right now, Michael. Let's hear from you. Yeah, real, uh, real uh, sorry, real quick, just because he's he was just talking, Robbie. I I want you to feel better about what you're doing because it's cool to be writing in your notebook, but I've I've written through like 30 notebooks and now I have no idea what is said in any of them. Like it's you actually have something that you can hold on to. So if you could do that in a notebook form, that's great. But in your phone, I mean, that seems to work really well in actually putting together a list of items. Yeah, but there's something about the handwriting on the paper that brings me back to that specific like minute of time in my life. Yeah. As opposed to like a digital text that like I don't it doesn't bring me back to the same exact moment in my life. Well, just write it all down right now and it will bring you back to right now. (laughs) There you go. All right, let's go to Mike. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> hey guys. Uh, yeah, so uh, my New Year's resolution included part of it was just writing one sentence a day uh, of something that I thought was, if if anything did happen, that I thought was uh, uh, productive for me in, in a personal sense. Um, and so is that journaling? I, I think it, it, it is a, in a sense. Um, I have done uh, journaling in the past. The problem is I'm a very harsh critic of myself i don't know if you guys have noticed that about myself uh and so i'll look back like you have rob on things that i've written even a few weeks or months or years ago and say who the fuck did this guy think he was um and so that's been a challenge for me and like like of like um you know being able having trouble setting aside the knowledge that i have now being older and wiser than that version of myself um, and also, um, I also have a secret heart's desire of being a writer myself. And, and when the words that I'm saying are not as, not exactly how I'm feeling, or if I'm not able to articulate myself, even though no other human being on earth is ever going to read this, um, it becomes a challenge for me. So that's a personal thing. So this one sentence a day thing is a secretly, um, and perhaps I didn't really realize it until I'm discussing it now, a, a backdoor way for me to get back into journaling, because I do think that there is a, a helpfulness there. But if I limit myself to saying there's, there's no consequences, if I don't write something, it doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't even have to be really that cogent. Perhaps it will flex that muscle again. Uh, so I'm for journaling. Uh, I just need to get out of my own way. Um, and not think that it has to be um, the next great American novel because literally no one else will read it but me. Do you, do you have would, any preferred kit? Like, do you yeah, have a specific? Yeah, yeah. So, so contrary to, so actually use the Zebra. Uh, I've got one right in front of me, the Zebra G301, which you recommended. That is, but that is specifically for work notes when I'm talking to clients on the phone. And I use a, uh, a B5, not an A5 size spiral notebook. Mm. Uh, for that, but I do use a A5 size spiral notebook for for note taking. You've done your your one step 
ahead there. Uh, Spiral, I find easier to keep your page. Um, it's and then an A5 size is large enough where you can, you know, do a drawing in there if you need to. But but you know, be is a nice flow. I find a moleskin is just trying to even trying to keep it a moleskin open takes one half of of your concentration. Um, <laughs> and so a uh, a spiral notebook I recommend. But contrary to what you might think, in my opinion, and archivists may agree with you with, with me. Um, a better tool uh, for long-term writing is, in fact, a pencil. Uh, a pencils are uh, waterproof; they're smearproof, and unless you actively no. erase, yes, unless what? you actively erase them, they will last longer than than ink does. Ink fades over time, um, and so I use a, a mechanical pencil for for my journaling and really all writing uh, that I think I, I want to reflect back upon. Um, I will recommend a Pentel 1000 um, or a Pentel 500 series made in Japan. They're like six bucks. Um, and uh, and that's what I use. All right. Well, thank you, you like Michael. Japan stuff. I'm so glad that on podcasts you can do the fast forward 15 seconds button because <laughs> I'm going to hit that about six times to get through all the Thanks, technical. Mate. I really I really love hearing all the things you have to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to share with you something that I've been doing. Uh, I think since March, I've been wanting to journal like for the past year, that wasn't a new year's resolution in 2020, but it, it sort of became a thing that I hadn't really done before. And I learned about the bullet journal method. There's like a whole book on like different strategies for taking, um, like for journaling and some people take it like to the, the Pinterest nth degree. And it's like super intimidating because there's like these secret, like symbols and codes and, and practices. And a lot of them make them like really artistic. Um, but if you, uh, sort of do away with trying to compare your journals to others and not making it a work of art, but use, um, the, the bullet technique to basically list out everything that you need to do in that day. And there's a couple of other ways where like you do like a hollow circle, if it's like an appointment, um, and then like you cross it out. So basically at the beginning of every day, my journaling practice is to list out everything that I need to do, um, for the day. And then I can check that off as this I go, is but so I have, you. I have oh an additional, I, I also think ad- that McFadden doesn't know what journaling is. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause here's, here's where it comes in. Um, uh, I have an additional thing that I learned from a YouTuber, a guy named, um, Ali Abdal, um, where it's the HGL method. And so at the top of the page, right below the day and the date, um, H stands uh, for a high of the day. So something that like you can um, uh, like prime yourself for to, to like look forward to in the day. And it doesn't even have to be a full sentence, but it's just like one thing. And so, um, you know, today um, uh, my, my high was getting my dog uh, treated because she's been sick. And it's like, we got into a specialist. Aww. And so I was happy that we were going to be able to, you know, start the process of fixing her, <laughs> fixing her. Um, <laughs> and then the G is something that your, uh, gratitude, uh, is something that you're great, grateful for. And so I was, uh, grateful for being able to have the the flexibility um, to, you know, be able to actually take my dog to the vet. Cause I know that some people have jobs that are, you know, far too demanding that like they can't even take care of, you know, the, the people and things that they love. And then L is let go. And so like at the beginning of the day, whatever is something that's bothering you, you, you let go of it. And to me, it was stress because, it, you know, I was, you know, happy and, and grateful that I was gonna be able to start this process and grateful that I had the ability to, you know, do it, but it's still a stressful thing to have to, you know, 
take a, a half of a day off to go and you know deal with this and then get back and play catch up. Um, but if I, I write it down, I find that I can just sort of like it, it, it leaves my body through my pen onto the paper, and it it I don't have to worry about you know, this being the next great American novel. Um, but it is this practice that I have been employing um, pretty consistently. I would say uh, on almost every workday I do this because it helps me focus. And then as soon as I find myself wandering throughout the day, I can go back to my bulleted list and I can, you know, check things off. And occasionally I'll write down if something like really significant happens, like a triangle is the marker for like memories that you can write down. And so that way, you, as you're glancing through, so you, can, you. you can go through it. Hey, and find I'd it. like to point out Mike McFadden has admitted to anxieties. He might be a human being after all. <laughs> Oh. Whoa! I what actually googled fun, what do people feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my journaling practice, and I use the A5 Muji Double Ring Dot Grid Notebook. Dot Grid is the only paper type uh, that Ooh, I would ever. I use Square Grid. Use. Ugh, too too constricting, uh, and then I use the Zebra Pen G three hundred one stainless steel retractable <clears throat> gel pen. All right, guys, thank you for sharing uh, your journaling practices with me, Robbie. It is now time for you to share your topic with us to make Pat feel bad. Okay, my topic is being in a text group with all your close friends, where everyone has an iPhone except Pat. Yeah, <laughs> and this has been a topic of conversation among us for years at this point and it's just getting more and more frustrating <sighs> because i guess i'll start right the i <laughs> <laughs> to have a, a group there i mean between us and our spouses uh, or partners there are what about a dozen of us that were are in this friend group and every one of us has that blue text box except one person joins that thread and it all turns green and like even Pat's wife has an iPhone. Amanda is a blue boxer and somehow <laughs> she's not able to get him on board. And when you have a green boxer, it's frustrating because uh, I love this I new derogatory term. <laughs> fucking green boxers. I love it. I'm going to use it all the time. But my it, it goes over like the, the the phone lines instead of the Internet at this point. So my texts don't always go through at the right time. I can't do like reply. Video shows up like microscopic. Oh, the video is the worst. It's like four because... pixels by four pixels. <laughs> yes. Thanks, it's so Pat. frustrating. And so just you're like, four. <laughs> I, and I love Pat. So I guess the question is, would we rather have our text group as it is? And keep put Amanda in, but keep Pat out. And he could just like ask Amanda everything that's going on. Cause maybe that's a better way to do it. I don't know. I'm against. All right. Well, you're also driving this segment of the All show. Right, so who would you like to I'm speak gonna, next? I'm going to, hmm, I'm debating if I should go straight to Pat or. Uh, I, I think, I think you have to last. give him the final word. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then whine it. Let's hear what you have to say. Uh, it's green text. Green boxers are the worst, mostly because of uh, the, I myself, I'm not great at like keeping up all the time. I have a couple of here's I mean, we could try. I've I have another text chain because there are some green boxers in there. We moved it over to to, to Google Hangouts. And so yes. that way everybody's on the same playing field. But at the same time, it doesn't come in as a text quite as easy. Um, it's a separate app. Yeah. It's a separate app. It's a whole, you have to make sure you're checking that as well. Um and so that's it's very depressing because I'll come back and you guys will have talked for 20 minutes and then oh, nine out of 10 of the uh, texts will be Mike 
cherish this or Rob liked, liked this. <laughs> right. Rob um, laughed at this. Lexi yeah, Rob laughed, laughed at, at this. this. Courtney laughed at this. Yeah, because you can't use the. And so therefore, I have no idea what's actually going on. And so I'll miss out on it. But I'm seeing an opportunity here. Um, I think everybody, even Pat in his heart of hearts, knows that he's in the wrong here. Uh, <laughs> we have a um, a, uh, a shop uh, that's open now. Uh, and I, I would like to propose that um, as we're we're going to talk about it later on the show uh, about our shop there, we can find some refurbished uh, <laughs> unlocked iPhones for just about 100 bucks. I'd say first hundred dollars from our shop goes to Patrick Lothian to get a goddamn iPhone and he only has to use it for this prep thing. He doesn't have to get an iPhone. He can use it only when he's around Wi-Fi. It's yeah. fine. And that way we can all see videos of Mike McFadden listening to karaoke uh, like we all should. So yeah. I am yeah, against I to, this, I but I want to find a solution. That's never happened, by the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Never. Well, uh, I, I haven't I, seen a video of it that's clear enough to identify you in a lineup. So such a video doesn't exist. You're right. <laughs> uh, actually, that gave me a, a different thought. Wine and in our store, maybe we should start thinking about selling T-shirts and other merchandise that are inspired from our conversations. Like one thing could be like green boxers are the worst, and it could be like a green text <laughs> bubble. Like maybe there's like inside jokes that we could also put up for hey, sale. save that for the uh the promo because i'm gonna ask you to workshop some merch ideas again <laughs> a little okay, bit later in first. the show okay i'll, I'll keep that in mind uh i also want to actually i'll go to you mcfadden what do you think about uh, okay so I've, I've a few thoughts on this for starters i have an iphone 8 that pack in half <laughs> yes! it's right here it's ready Merry for Christmas. him he just needs to agree to use it, which I don't think he's going to, because I think I know what Pat is going to say. And he is going to say that it's not his fault. It is Apple's fault because Apple could, if they wanted to. Are you to. trying to M&M me here? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm giving they you- Keep going, McFadden. I like Mom this. spaghetti. Um, Pat's going to say, <laughs> I'm steel manning his argument right now, yep. is that- uh, the Apple has the technology and capability to integrate, um, you know, all of the iPhone text features into, uh, you know, a cross-platform. They could do that if they want to, but they choose not to. And, you know, we like to give Pat a hard time, um, and it's often deserved. But in this <laughs> case, uh, in this case, Pat is taking a principled stand. It's not even necessarily that he thinks the Android phone is superior. He may even admit that the iPhone is a better user experience, but on principle alone, he can never go into the walled garden because it, it just, it casts out. And the truth is more people in this world than it uh, allows in. An iPhone is an incredibly expensive uh, device. Um, Android uh, is- Only is the new the, ones are. Not, a, not an iPhone 8 refurbished, it's not. Well, maybe not to, uh, you know, you in this, you know, first world situation, fair, but, fair. Uh, you know, it, globally, Android is- I think they're still on the <laughs> iPhone 6. <laughs> uh, globally, Android is the dominant platform. And so I'm going to- I'm going to say I am, uh, I can't remember what the for or against is. Being I, in I a want, text group with Pat. <laughs> I'm for it for two reasons. I think that Pat is actually correct from a moral standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if Pat got an iPhone, we couldn't make fun of him for the rest of our lives. 
about his phone. There's, there's oh, definitely I find value in something. That. <laughs> but it's, it's not leaving this one phone. It's been phone after phone after phone. Before this, it was the Windows because phone. Because it's oh, a Windows phone conversations. It's, it's, a, it's a principled position. It, it's not even about the technology. Pat, like, no, no, but my... hang on before Pat goes. But the, the, it also is about the technology. And this is where Pat is wrong, because I think you're right. It is a principled stand. But he also, in some cases, says this technology is the best technology it's superior to the iPhone. And I'm remembering like he was so high on the Nokia Lumia and like he really, really emphasized this phone is great. It takes the best pictures. It does everything. And he even convinced my wife, Lexi, to get a Nokia Lumia. And Nokia Lumia at the time was uh, 99 cents for a phone because it's subsidized by your carrier's plan. And she's like, well, how could I pass this up? If Pat says it's so great and it's only 99 cents, of course I'll get it. And within the first two weeks, she was throwing her head against the wall with how bad it was. This phone that was at the time supposedly had the best camera technology of any phone took the worst pictures, <laughs> way worse than any iPhone she had. And she could not wait till we got a new iPhone for her. So just want to I think it's here. time we hear from the yes, man I will, who we've been yeah. shitting on for the past 10 minutes. And I will not interrupt at least for the first 10 seconds. Pat, go ahead. <laughs> I'm surprised that she didn't get good pictures out of it because that what at the time that was the best camera on the market. She it just what like that. if you look at articles and reviews at the time it was this is the best new camera on the market so that's kind of interesting i will say that um the all the reasons why i uh loved windows phone is the reasons why i went on to An or went away and why i went on to android is because they had like their photo group and you'd go in there and you'd be able to see all your Facebook photos and Instagram photos and Twitter photos. And then you could go into the social group and you could see all those things together. But all those like Facebook and Twitter were all like, no, I want people to go to our app and disallowed that. So before she joined it, it was, it was very good and useful. After she joined it, all of the good things did go away. So I understand why. Okay, we're talking about a 10-year-old phone. I want to talk about yeah. <laughs> 2021, okay. the year that so we're So first now. of all, Robbie was a real dick to uh, <laughs> Mike earlier. He said that he wanted to skip past the things that he was saying. And then he... He picked a, Why are you making this a, a referendum for or against <laughs> that is specifically attacking me. I mean, do you want me to do a for or against on um, micro condoms? <laughs> is that where we're going to go? Please. I'm for them, by the way, because I need them. <laughs> um, so a lot of what McFadden said is true. Um, I do blame Apple for this issue. They are assholes when it comes to any kind of technology with any other kind of technology. For example, like if you have an iPhone and a an, uh, Mac computer, you can text from your computer. If you have a PC and any Android phone, you can text from your computer. Like you can pay, play Yeah, Xbox but it's a green game. text. How am I gonna text? <laughs> no, it's the same thing. Like <laughs> if, if an Android texts an Android, it automatically uses an Android system, like the but Google, whatever. Which of our it's friends use thing. an Android? <laughs> Well, yeah, because you guys are all living in this world where Mike pointed out where you're in the 1% and you can all afford all this fancy technology. And you can't too. Mike's going to ship one to you. In fact, Mike, I would like it because mine's cracked. So if, you wanna, if he's not taking it, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm not going to take it so you can have it. Um, but then you're like, it, it took me a while. Uh, McFadden was the first one that I saw when he was texting me years ago i don't know where i saw like mike mcfadden think likes this or laughs at this and i'm like why is he typing that in and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. until later that i realized what was going on 
And it, it makes me sad that that's a thing because instead of using your words back at somebody, you're treating it like it's social media that, and it's not. So you're it's saying like that a we real conversation use those buttons anymore. Yeah. Like people get on me because I use like short texts and go like, yup, or sounds good. But when you're just like thumbs upping what somebody said, that's quite rude. I believe <laughs> So there's that. So we should type out, I concur. Yes, exactly. Also, why is it that all of you can't get uh, the internet version of a video because I'm in the, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like that, like I get that, that some of it I can't receive, but it shouldn't affect you at all. That's, that's so dumb. That's not on me. I I agree. It is dumb, but it's just reality. That's how it is. And the last point is there is not, and you can ask my wife about this. And this is the reason why it's not for any other reason. um, Like a, like McFadden, you said some sort of like, oh, I have the right stance on Android verse because of a money thing or whatever. Um, there's not been one time that I haven't tried to help her on her iPhone or her Mac where I haven't gotten physically hot because of how frustrated I have been that we couldn't get something to work. And I feel like they just know that I hate them. So <laughs> it's not like you would have the same problem with your phone. It's just like shit never works when I try to help her. And one of the biggest complaints I have about Apple's whole brand is it's, oh, we're the easier one to use. 10 years ago, that was true. But now an iPhone, if not as complicated, is more complicated than how to figure out an Android. It's just everybody who has one knows how to use it because they've had it for 10 years. So if you went to use an iPhone where it doesn't have like fucking a back button on the phone, it it becomes very confusing how to do the other time or the other day she wanted to um, figure out how to open up a, like incognito mode on her phone. And I was like, where's the settings button? There's no fucking settings. Two buttons. Yeah. It's, it's, don't ask me why the beauty is the simplicity. (laughs) And then the cherry on top for Apple. Cause I, uh, when Apple first came out with like, I, iPods and stuff like that. I loved Apple. I was in um, design school. Like they were like the pinnacle of design at the time. We all loved it. I loved their commercials. Like I was a big Apple fanboy. but then they stopped innovating. Like they haven't innovated since the iPhone came out. And I still stand by that. They came out with a bigger iPhone and then a medium iPhone. And then every time like Apple is about to do the last piece that makes Android better, I believe is where you can have like different apps have different functions on your home screen, like a podcast um, thing where you can see what podcast is playing and hit forward and back and skip to a different podcast. Like Apple's never had that before. And every time they add something, it's usually something that they have refused to add from Android that they're finally agreeing that's the better way to do it. So I just think they've been a lazy company for about five years. So are you for or against being in a text group <laughs> with all your close friends and everyone has an iPhone except for Pat? I'm for it because you rich pricks are getting <laughs> all up on yourselves and like it's all Apple's fault. There's no reason why my being in your text group should change anything. That's real dumb. They're the, they're the biggest company in the world. They make more money than any company in the world and they can't figure out how to get your 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 video not to be fuzzy. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, the split decision, I guess. <laughs> I, I was I was on Pat's side. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. 
Mc, McFadden's like, I was on Pat's side. Please, Pat, don't hurt me. <laughs> for or Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company, Printful.com. So that means any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. Our featured product of the week is the proud parent of a podcaster crew neck sweatshirt, a 50% cotton, 50% polyester pre-shrunk, pre-shrunk <laughs> classic fit sweater made specifically with Michelle Wine and Barb Lothian, Meg McFadden, and Barbara Silver in mind. As part of this promotion, I'd like to workshop a few more merch ideas. Guys, uh, what, what do you have? What should we add to uh, our, our merch shop? Patrick, your hand is raised. Are you good to go? What do you have yeah, for us? I had the idea of what if we did shirts, but they were like stuff from our episodes <laughs> so it could be like blue boxes are bitches stuff like that <laughs> okay very good robbie do you want to <laughs> retort uh, i'm pretty sure that was my idea and i really think green boxers are the worst is a great shirt uh <laughs> quote mike wine and with the i think i said it but i think wine and really like emphasized green boxers as its own derogatory term so <laughs> i like that do you want attribution below the quote oh i i don't <laughs> no, no, I think it's just it's just from the show. Like FOA can be somewhere on there. Green okay, boxers are the works. And then Michael, do, do you have a uh, an idea? Because we we yeah, made I, we brought to light your workshopped idea from with last Rob episode. and I. Rob and I coordinated <laughs> on the all karate. There may be an all karate. Uh, no, 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 I've got no, no, no. Feelings. I'm talking about last episode while we were workshopping ideas for merch during the promotion. You suggested we did the uh thank you for podcasting t-shirt as a red tote bag yes, you yes. did do that thank you and we did it yes, so what's, you what's, did it thank you you're welcome thank what you McFadden. Uh, this, but this so i have two more ideas okay one um face masks i thought they would be a fad but I thought they're gonna be around for a bit longer <laughs> so maybe something that people need <laughs> or something else that definitely never will go out of style a fanny pack <laughs> So, Lexi would love that. One of those. What about right. a shirt that says real friends don't fast forward 15 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I don't have an idea, um, but I will execute one of those for next week. Thank you, guys. Check out our merch store at foragainstpod.com, especially if you are the mother of one of us. <laughs> and we're back. Patrick, it is now your turn to uh, lead us through the next segment. What do you have for us? I have magic workout mirrors. I don't think they're called magic workout mirrors, <laughs> but everyone everyone knows what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lou yeah. Lemon's got one. Nordatrack's got one. Yeah. Nor the Nordatrack one. You can open it up, and it has like gear in it. It's like an armoire where you can yeah. put gear in it. It's also a box. I think is what it is. It's a magic, a magic box. box. <laughs> so I haven't fully made my decision on this. So I would like y'all to uh, persuade me. Um, I don't know. Both mics had said they worked out this week. Uh, so I'm going to go to. Yeah, I'm going to go to Wynan because. <laughs> It wasn't his goal, but he still did it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to get into to work it out. Um, I I support anybody who uh, feels like they need a tool uh, that really is going to put them over the edge to to support physical fitness in themselves. Um, this isn't the thing they need, though. Um, 
these uh my i do have a friend of mine who does have one of the lululemon version of these and he does use it but his wife works for lululemon corporate and got a significant discount because the cheapest one of these that i can see is 1500 american dollars <laughs> the one that you've linked here for nordic track is 2000 us dollars um i don't understand what's different about this than a tv other than i can see myself in it uh which i don't want uh, <laughs> or I could just put a mirror next to the TV and I've saved myself two grand. Um, <laughs> what I do is I just uh, I, I lift free, free weights and there's about a million and a half YouTube videos about how to do that appropriately. And they're all for free. Uh, so do that. You don't need to spend your money on this thing. Uh, please. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I, I'm I feel like I'm I'm uh, like. Like channeling my inner pet. Like, why would I spend this? And then, I, then you pet. You said, "I'm considering it." Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Buy an no, iPhone. I'm not, I'm not considering buying this at all because I don't like moving around. We've gone over. This. <laughs> there's but, so much. There's so much you're against about this. It costs money. You have to move. <laughs> so the one thing that I haven't looked into it enough to even re see if this is a thing. But you have like your TV. That's my first impression was like you had your TV. You watch your TV while you're doing it. You could set up a mirror like you said. But there's clearly some sort of app built in here. So maybe McFadden would have more to talk about that. It, it, like you have to open up your app and then there's different tracking things and you have to pick what you're going to do with this. I assume it's like super easy to just walk up and then pick what you're going to do and it knows what you've done and all this different stuff. Does that appeal to you at all? Or does it just seem like what Wynan said? Okay. So I was given a lot of thoughts to this and the, the price is hard to, to get past. I'm sorry. So, it's $3,000. <laughs> I was, I was wrong. And is there, so, is there also like a monthly subscription like the way Peloton does it? I don't know the answer. Um, I just want to talk about this conceptually. I don't want to talk about the specific products. Um, I, I personally, um, you know, perhaps it's the, the vanity in me. I like to be able to see myself as I am working out. Um, <laughs> that may not come as a surprise to my spouse. <laughs> Uh, I tell myself because I like to be able to like watch my forum and make sure that I'm, you know, and admire your pecs properly. Um, so that's, also that's, does that's it what I'm going to unrelated. <laughs> um, no, because one time I was working out in front of a mirror and I got really, uh, you know, hot. I was like, oh, I'm all by myself. I'm in my own basement. I'll take off my shirt. And I've got like, just like this down lighting. And it was the least flattering thing that I've ever seen. And I stopped the workout to put my shirt back on because it was that. <laughs> so no, I don't do that. Um, but the concept of a workout mirror um, with the, the built-in app that's going to, in in my opinion, reduce the friction to work to working out. Working out isn't that hard, but it is an order of magnitude or more easier to not work out, which I think is the problem. So anytime there's like some hurdle that gets in the way for me, I use my iPhone and then I use my Apple TV to like screen my phone to the TV to go through the workout that I do. Um, and like this morning, for example, the streaming wasn't working well. And like, I almost wanted to just not work out because th that wasn't happening. So if I had a device that I knew was like going to be rock solid, that I didn't have to think about, all I had to do was just like show up and it was going to walk me through, you know, uh, an exercise 
and I didn't have to give any mental energy to it. It could just become habit. I could see the appeal in the product. However, like, again, these are $3,000 and it's like, where do you put this thing? Because it, it's essentially a TV and it's not like a mirror is thin. It's like an inch thick at most, but like this thing has electronic components. The Nordic track one is the size of a small refrigerator, a large refrigerator <laughs> actually. So like, I don't think that this specific device makes a ton of sense. I do like, um, eliminating any thought from working out. It's hard enough to, to get yourself to work out. You don't want to have to think about it. So if it can walk you through it and make it super easy, I think I'm reluctantly for, but not necessarily a, a purchaser myself. Okay. So Robbie, to answer one of your questions, uh, the mirror, it costs 35 bucks a month to get the instructions that come through the mirror before COVID my planet fitness membership was $10 a month. And that's on top of the $42 a month. If you're not going to buy it outright. But there's uh, another thing that we've talked about the, the sunk cost fallacy. Like it is actually something that works. Like you don't go to planet fitness because like, it's only 10 bucks. Who cares if I don't go that's built into their business yeah. model. They're going to get a million people to sign up <laughs> at the beginning of the year for 10 bucks. They make $10 million and they know that only a fraction of those people, a small percentage are going to actually, you know, continue to go and forget that they have auto renew on their membership and get, you know, another couple of years until the credit card expires. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. That's okay. I will say that I'm not, I think I needed to look into this more. Uh, Cause it says like, there's thank an you for app. presenting your topic. <laughs> you need to look into more. It says there's an app on your phone to control the workouts and stuff. So I don't know if it's a touch screen where you can just use it to do everything you want to do, or if you have to use your phone, which would kind of defeat the whole purpose of the thing, in my opinion. Uh, but Robbie, what do you think? Uh, I think that these mirrors are ahead of their time. Because I do think that the marriage of the form and the function is actually kind of a beautiful thing. And I could see this being just integrated into homes like 100 years from now, like Jetsons style. And maybe at that point in time, it will be more than just a mirror for working out. Because that's part of it, too. It's like this big, beautiful piece of furniture is really just a mirror to work out with. Well, if you're going to work out with it and it can display video, why not display all sorts of content and make it more versatile? So I have a feeling that if this sticks around, it will go that direction where it's beyond just working out. Um, So I'm... In the future, I could see it being really cool. But as it is today, I would never, ever consider buying this. I don't even personally want a Peloton, but everyone tells me how amazing it is. So if I'm going to spend all that money, I'll spend it on a Peloton before I spend it on a magic mirror. Mm -hmm. But it's just so much money. So I'm against. Yeah, I think I uh, agree with y'all. I will say the one that's called mirror when it is just a mirror on their website, it actually looks kind of nice. It looks just like a mirror you'd get for decorating your home. Except that they're showing it with the built-in electrical outlet that's placed behind it. Nobody has that strategically wired into their home. So you're going to have this ugly You just just put it wherever your electrical outlet is. No, because your electrical outlet is about a foot off the ground. So you're going to have a cord or is this mirror, is it like a standing leaning one? It's is a standing it one, that, leaning one. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I also agree. That goes back to what I was saying before. I think like in a hundred years, this will just be like, okay, it'll just be built into the homes or there will be a, like it's set aside. There's a place for it. So yeah, it'll be AR. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I could see. We will be free of our bodies I, and no longer need to work <laughs> in a hundred years. You guys are freaking crazy. 10 years, maybe. I completely agree with what you said at the end, Robbie, that if you're going to spend this kind of money for something to work out, you should get some sort of equipment like a bike or a treadmill or something because you don't need this to do what it does. If you needed it to do what it does, see, I pictured if if the person that you're you're following on the other side of the mirror, if you could then talk to them and it's like a one-on-one class, then you could justify the price point. Yes. yes. But when you're just when following you're on an TV, iPhone, you can't actually do, you know, FaceTime video with anybody. So or when you're on an Android. So but by the way, Pat, what honestly, what you just described that's where they need to go. Like they yeah. will go there because they have to, like, it will have to be a, you're working with a trainer that you can communicate with. And it's just a much better experience to be virtual yet better than like on a phone or a TV. How much is like, that going to cost? Well, hold the on same that, thing. It's just a software update. What you're point. talking about that sort of exists like with Peloton because they have live classes and they like know who's in the class and they'll like call you out and be like, Hey, you made your hundred ride, like a hundredth ride. Congratulations. So like, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that people like Peloton so much mm-hmm. is because it does emulate the like the gym experience, but it's a hundred times more convenient. Yeah, but yeah. I think what what Pat's saying though is that you're taking this to the next level, where it's basically the uh, the same benefit you get from working out with a trainer in person, but you don't need to be in person. That's where okay. this needs to go. Yeah, and I think that there that that could actually work because that trainer could then work from home instead of being going into the gym, and they're making the same amount like through this device. I think there's something there. I think it's not too far off. All right. Well, this uh, speculation has been enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to uh, Michael uh, with your final topic for the evening. What do you have for us? Yeah, it's our our final topic of the evening. Uh, And they are subscription meal services. So for those who aren't aware, uh, these are boxes that come to your home with ingredients and recipes to make you food that you might not make um, on your own and you don't have to go to the grocery store to make those items. Um, they also promote themselves to be actually more affordable when you when you break down to it because they purchase a lot more of the, the products so they can get them to you and less spoilage because um, everything comes right to you and it's not like you buy a bunch of things. Uh, what's really interesting is that these uh, were in about 2007 or so. These were all the rage. It feels like a million years ago, but it was actually only four, if you can believe it. 2007 um, or 2017. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> we're on that math there. I do need. Well, it's a new year. The, the math all changes. Um, but uh, yeah, so about four years ago, these were huge. Blue Apron was was uh, all the rage, um, you know. But the, the the thing that was happening is that people were getting these things, enjoying them for a while, and then canceling them after about six months. In fact, 75% of people who started with, with uh, Blue Apron then canceled it uh, after six months. I, in fact, was one of those people. I enjoyed it for a while and decided it was was uh, time for me to, to branch off. In fact, industry experts say just about February 2020, uh, Blue Apron was about to declare bankruptcy, but then all of a sudden, who knows why, everybody started <laughs> cooking at home a lot more. Uh, and now they're back with a vengeance, back um, and uh, and here to stay, and plenty of competitors to Blue Apron like HelloFresh. 
um, and, and dozens and dozens more uh, where people are, are starting to get back to, to cooking with these. I'm curious, do we think that um, this is, uh, you know, reducing the time required to go to the grocery store? Is it, ex- you know, is, is there value in, in trying new things that you may not have tried uh, otherwise, if you just keep going back to the same aisles over and over again? Uh, Rob, you look inquisitive. What do you think about uh, meal delivery services? Okay, I've got two different things I want to discuss. The first is I, too, have tried Blue Apron. I think maybe we tried HelloFresh. Yeah, we did, actually. So we've tried a couple of these. And honestly, I didn't try them because I wanted to. I think either we were, like, given a gift card or there was, like, they gave these ridiculous deals back in 2017. (laughs) I was going to say 2007. Back in 2017, where it's, like, you get, like, eight meals for the cost of two. Like, you pay 30 bucks and you get, like, a week's worth of food. So I was like, well, at that price for that trial period, it's a kind of a no brainer then as long as I remember to cancel if I want to cancel. So we tried it. The food was good. Uh, but for me, like we're it, you still have to take the steps to cook the food. And for me, I don't mind cooking. I, I like cooking sometimes. And it doesn't take me that much longer to cook food that is from ingredients from scratch versus what they provide to you. So the time benefit didn't really wasn't really there for me. And so they talk about cost savings, but there definitely was not cost savings. These are more expensive than if you just buy groceries and cook yourself. And because I think I don't know what the total cost was. Did it come out to like, what, 10 or 12 bucks per meal per person? Yeah, they, they said like nine or 10 bucks. Yeah. And so for me, I can make some of the same meals or equivalent meals for about half that cost, like five bucks a meal per person. And save money save times uh, about the same amount of time so i didn't really want to continue that so i was against those types of meals meal kit delivery services but uh about a year and a half ago my wife gave birth to a baby a child that was half of me and half of her and it takes a lot of time to raise a kid and it that child started eating its own food about (laughs) a year ago and early on, it's kind of easy, but then it, you have to feed a kid a lot. And so Lexi, <laughs> like every day. <laughs> yeah. So my wife, Lexi, started buying <laughs> basically like meal kits for kids. It's basically like it's um, there are a couple different ways to do it. Some of them are like microwavable meals. You pop them in for 30 seconds or a minute and it's got a veggie, a protein. It's like but it's low sodium. It's good for for the kids. And then other meals are like frozen where they're chopped up sweet potatoes and an iron source and a calorie source and whatever you need and then you heat Wine that and you want to skip through this yeah you can have the fast forward button i'm sorry i'm i'm droning on no no but- i am interested in what my friends have to say <laughs> i'm not i'm boring myself but uh anyways for us it actually has been a time saver it's not the th- kind of thing that we want to use for every meal for our daughter but there are certainly days where we're like, "Ugh, we just need food. And to have those in the freezer or in the fridge ready to go, that's been key. So I am for those sparingly. So if I had to choose, I'm for meal kit delivery services, but for children, not for adults. <laughs> Patrick, what are your thoughts? Um, I am for these. Uh, there are still deals you could get because there's so many of them that you can just try one and then try the next one and then try the next one. They have gotten smarter. So like... Uh, there's one fresh something or other and you get $80 off, but 
the first box you get 30 and then the next one you get 10 and then the next one you get 10 and the next one you get 10. Then I, so if you really want the $80 off, you have to get like five or six boxes. The things that I like about it are one, we are really bad at deciding what we're going to eat. So it takes that away three days a week. We don't have, we just stopped um, our last one uh, last week. So we don't have one this week, but I like that about it. The biggest thing for me is food waste. When we go to make these same meals, you have to buy three times more food than you need for that meal. And sometimes you figure out how to make it into a different meal, but sometimes it just gets thrown away. And even though you still might be paying less money, that's a lot of waste of food when there's a lot of people who would like that food. So I do really like that idea. Um, the biggest problem they have is it's less expensive than going out, but more expensive than cooking at home. So it's like right in the middle. So you have to kind of balance it. You can't do it every day. Um, but I like those pieces of it and it makes us try different things. Cause we have like five meals on rotation when we don't do one of these basically. So then you get to try new things. Um, so those are the reasons I am for a classic four. I love it. All right, Mike, what are your thoughts? Um, so our home is an allergy home, specifically a food allergy home. So okay, these are good. pretty Not much causing, but, but <laughs> no, we don't cause allergies, but their allergies are, are prevalent in our home. So, uh, unless the food, uh, unless we know the food and, you know, we've got a fairly extensive list, but we know every ingredient and, uh, anything new has to pass a very strict vetting process and, mm-hmm. I'm not willing to put in the effort to, to, you know, vet the food that comes in these. So in our whole household, I am against, um, the, the food allergy is actually has been a fairly recent thing we've always had some allergies, but they become worse in our household, um, over the past couple of years. So we, we actually had tried these and I remember being underwhelmed by the entire experience, uh, because it, it it's not more convenient than cooking. In my opinion, it's less convenient because you have to cook something that you've never cooked before. So you have to, you know, look at the recipe card and figure out how to do that. And so you still run the risk of like ruining this meal because you've never gone through the steps before just doing it poorly. Um, it is more expensive. Um, I, I could see the like appeal, like, Oh, I'm going to learn how to cook a new meal or try something. But like, I, to me, I'm just, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I'm against, uh, I, I, I think even if allergies weren't an issue, I wouldn't really want to do it. Pat, I agree that there isn't, um, you know, much food waste, but there's a lot of waste in, um, like the, the shipping and like the packaging and all of the, like the box that it comes in, in order to keep it cold. And so I feel like it still has its own issues when it comes to waste. I am against meal delivery services. All Michael, right. all right. Uh, Michael, what do we think? So as as I mentioned before, I had done one of these. I got kind of tired with it. Blue Apron in particular, they, to, to try and make things look restaurant quality, they seem to always want you to take a green onion and chop it up and then put it mm-hmm. on top, and then it's restaurant quality. Um, <laughs> and so I got really, really tired of those green onions, which would seem to go on everything. Uh, but the pandemic has, has changed some things. What What's happened as we enter year 17 and a half of this pandemic um, is that uh, I'm tired of cooking all the same stuff 
and um, I've been I've been eating out a lot and getting a lot of takeout, getting a lot of a lot of Uber Eats coming to my house. And it's not healthy for me, um, and it's not healthy for my wallet either. And a very my, thinking of it with my wife and I, a very Mike McFadden way of thinking of it is a sunk cost fallacy, in that this stuff is already coming and it's already here. Um, and so I better make it. Um, and so I have less of an excuse to say, well, instead of going to the grocery store again and having to put on my mask and be uh, scared of all the people coughing around me, I can make the stuff that's coming to my house. So we are trying it again with a, with a different service. We're doing HelloFresh this time. I'll uh, let you guys know in three months or whatever when my uh, $80 discount is up, <laughs> whether or not we're going to stick with it. But uh, HelloFresh I- is at the top of the pack. I'm going to have a renewed, renewed view on it. So right now, tentatively for subject to change. All right. Um, A similar thing that I've thought about recently with the pandemic is uh, some people are getting their groceries delivered to them. And at first I thought this is such a waste, like to have food delivered to you when it's at the grocery store. But when I did it one time, because um, Amazon, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can get free delivery uh, from Whole Foods. And it's funny because Whole Foods used to be very expensive in my mind. But now that we try to eat healthier foods that are more organic, Whole Foods actually has some very good deals on organic stuff compared to other grocery stores. So um, when the guy came, he had a big... Um, car just full of bags so one car goes and picks up all of the food and then drives it to the different places so instead of eight people driving their eight cars to the grocery store getting their groceries and driving their eight cars back you're actually uh doing better to the environment so i would suggest looking into that way to go jeff bezos (laughs) before we wrap for the evening or morning or midday this is a recorded medium and you get to listen to it whenever you want it's time for a quick lightning round this week mike will list a few topics in rapid lightning like succession and the rest of us will share our positions mike what do you have for us this evening morning or midday (laughs) well uh subscription services uh continue to grow there's more and more out there um, and they're starting to get more and more esoteric uh, for for all of us who have specific niche uh, needs here. It's not just uh, food delivery services anymore. I'm going to list here five real life um, specific uh, uh, subscription box services that come monthly. Um, and you're going to go around and tell me if they're for or against them. I'll use it in the uh, the way that I see your your lovely faces on my Zoom. Patrick, Mike McFadden, followed by Rob. Uh, the first one here is Mouth.com's Pickle of the Month Club. Think of all the pizzas you could make with these pickles. Think that uh, you can only uh, pickle a cucumber? Think again. Find out just how wrong you are with 12 months of Mouth.com's Pickle of the Month Club. Patrick, what do you think? I am very against uh, <laughs> because I like pickles a fair amount, and there are some pickles that I really enjoy and some pickles that I do not enjoy, uh, specifically the butter pickles. Bread, bread, and butter. bread and butter. Bread and butter. Those have grown on me. I like those. Really? Those are the best. So I would not want Maybe to get those. you could try a new one. <laughs> All right. He's against. Mike. I am against the pickle of the month club. I, I'm not going to have pickles sent to me. I want to seek out the pickles <laughs> myself. <laughs> I thought you would make the pickles yourself. Maybe. That's true. 
I can see Robert. That. <laughs> no, I agree with Mike. That's part of the pickling pickled experience is going to a farmer's market and you see the different bucket, the barrels with the different juices and vinegars and pickles overflowing. If you're going to get pickles from an artisan shop, that's how you do it. Having said that, I don't need pickles every month. So I'm against. All right. We we are pretty much uh, against the pickle of the month club. I'm against it, too. Um uh, I I know what pickles I like and what I don't. I need to. I don't need to explore that world for sixty nine dollars for six months. Is it uh, sixty nine bucks? For, oh, for the six month period. Yeah, for the six. But even for so, like a, yeah. a jar of pickles is like four bucks. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, next is the cryptid crate. This is a crate for people who are interested in the paranormal, normal, or cryptozoological, i.e. Um, potentially real but undiscovered um, uh, animals and, and plants in our world. Um, so think Sasquatch, think the Yeti. Uh, you can get a month, every month, a box of socks with these cryptids on them. Um, uh, you can get a Yeti uh, uh, air freshener that I assume smells like a Yeti. Who knows? <laughs> Um, all, all for the taking here in the cryptid crate. What do we think, Patrick? I am against. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike McFadden. Uh, for the same reasons as Pat, I'm against. I, they, and then Rob, <laughs> I do want to point out they do have a T-shirt talking about the West Virginia Mothman. <laughs> That's, That's intriguing. Sweet. That's intriguing. But for the plethora of reasons that Patrick and Mike both stated. I'm also against. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, number three here is the hamster hamper. This is a subscription box, not for human beings, but for hamsters. I don't think there's any more to say to that. Patrick. <laughs> I'm four if I had a hamster. Oh, I don't want okay. this because I don't have one, though. Oh, well, when I was a child, I had a hamster named Four Paws, and I loved him. And if he was still alive with us today... He'd be the oldest hamper hamster hamster in living his, in record, um, out you know, like outliving the average lifespan of a hamster by about a factor of fifteen. But um, I would buy four paws a hamster hamper if you right. were with us still, Robert. When when, uh, when you first were describing this, I thought they were going to send you a hamster every month, <laughs> and I would be very against that. But as, as the I'm, best gift to give to like your niece or nephew. Ooh, you're right. I, I would <laughs> you really hated that. your brother. <laughs> but I'm against this. You shouldn't even have hamsters as pets. Let them go free. Let them explore the world. They don't need to be trapped up in cages. I'm against. Yeah. A, a hamster hamper uh, is 26 pounds. I don't know how much a hamster costs, but I don't think it's that much. So I'm. I'm Wait, hold on. Are you using. Uh, 26 pounds foreign currency foreign currency yes <laughs> okay, i was like that's a pretty heavy <laughs> gift yes. for a hamster <laughs> yeah but Sorry. by weight or by cost i can't imagine it's cost effective <laughs> for a hamster i don't think a hamster is is capable of understanding that it is receiving a gift monthly <laughs> um, and so i am against uh next one here I'll, I'll play my hand sounds kind of interesting it's called to hunt a killer uh, there's actually several murder mystery um, boxes out there. This murder mystery box is actually a murder mystery series that unfolds over a series of clues that you get every month with the box. And after one year, you should have enough clues to solve a mystery, to hunt a killer or for or against Patrick. Um, so I actually asked for this for Christmas 
but that was before we realized that it was like you had to do six or three or four months, depending on which, which mystery. So then it was like $120 to do the thing. And we're going to do it at some point, but it seemed like it'd be more fun to do with people. Yeah. And we're not around people right now. Um, but she, Amanda did get at uh, Target was a similar item, but it was just a single mystery. It was a cold case in a box, basically, in the game section. Uh, it was pretty similar to this, but I assume not as like grand as these are. Uh, and it was fun. We did it New Year's Eve. And we got a guy out of prison and we solved the murder of the person he was in prison for. So I'm for this. Awesome. Mike. Uh, I think my gut reaction is that I'm against, but um, Michelle, my spouse, um, encouraged us to play a game called Quicks, which has nothing to do with this, but it was just something that I, I wouldn't have normally done. And it was a lot of fun to just to play a game and that's i'd like to play more games in in the, <laughs> the coming wow. year so surprisingly i am for hunt a killer though i'm skeptical i don't think i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> why don't you think you'll enjoy it it doesn't sound fun at all but um <laughs> but what reason i'd like to be i'd like to be wrong there's not there's not music involved Oh, then count me in. <laughs> there is some artwork, though. So, <laughs> Robert, I'm surprised they haven't learned from streaming services like Netflix. Like on Netflix, people want to just go through an entire season, right? You finish one episode, you go straight to the next one. You don't want to wait a week on like on linear TV to that. Oh, what's going to happen next? Let me wait a week and then wait another month and another month. So with Hunt a Killer, why do you have to wait a month? a month and go for 12 months until you find the resolution so like it could be interesting if you could just get everything up front or maybe like space out over like a couple weeks so there are some murder mystery boxes that are like individual cases each month yeah that would be better but i still wouldn't have fun with them so i'm against (laughs) them regardless uh i uh, got uh for my birthday from my spouse um a box of, of 15 mysteries from uh, Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. We've and talked about this on the show. We have talked about this on the show. And then when we were in uh, New Mexico and we didn't have any uh, access to well, we did. We did chose not to watch any TV or any streaming services. It was a ton of fun to do together. Um, and so this could be uh, equally fun. And, and there are some that I think that are six months or yeah, six episodes or, or three episodes, depending on which one you choose. So I'm um, four. All right. And then the last one here is Explore. Uh, Explore is a box of things that you can put inside of yourself or a loved one <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. Patrick. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear what you said. Uh, it's a box of things you put into yourself or others for pleasures purposes. I'm going to go against on this one. By that definition, um, Blue Apron could be one of the <laughs> items. Um, so if you're talking about that, I guess I tried and did that once. Uh, but I, I don't think that's what you're referring to. No, these are other holes we're talking about. <laughs> I think I'm going to be against. <laughs> Robert. Uh, I'm very much against. I'm trying oh, to think like who out of the four of us might be, even though we're, we're all going to say we're against, like who's the most freaky out of the four of us? I mean, McFadden just doesn't want to say because he's a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. McFadden. Uh, I, I rolled heavily for <laughs> those of you listening. I too um, don't 
want to 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 buy this, but I can't believe I'm with a bunch of kink shamers. If this is your thing, go for it. You know, it's, there's not that much to do in uh, in, in COVID times, so why not? Each other? <laughs> uh, so I am for this. Great, Mike. <laughs> If you're still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love for you to sign up for our newsletter at foragainstpod.com so you never miss a future episode. Follow us on social media at For Against Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. For now, thanks for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics are you for or against Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against